0: give our opinions on what we think about them and then after that we delve a little bit into the drama surrounding doxa and synchron that's been unfolding this past week surrounding synchron's newest and first release the synchron military so get ready and sit back because it's time for another episode of the whiskey and watches podcast
1: all right welcome everybody to episode 60 wow 60 that should be a special episode, considering considering that you know sixty minutes, you know all that kind of. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. This one's probably not going to be that special. Although it's going to be every episode special. Yeah, that's true. Well, Spangler's back, so that is special. Um, that's Spangler, true. I am Spangler back. Spangler has joined us. He is back. Uh, this is as we've discussed in our uh, our red bar group chat, which I, I haven't caught the nightly news in that episode in that tonight. Um, so you know, <laughs> that waiting for Pandolfo to get that done. So, hopefully, he'll get that done here, put on his blazer, get some news. Wait for that first field report, too.
2: Everybody, this is really inside baseball. Our, uh, it's insanely inside baseball. Uh, group chat now has a nightly news uh, edition. So it keeps everyone informed of what's been going on during the day. It's if you only have time also to watch.
1: It's also been renamed to Nine Plus Messages uh, instead of Cincy Red Bar, which is a very apt name because good God, trying to keep up with it. You got to go in there like after 30 minutes. Yeah. At least, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this will be an interesting one. We've got this, as we talked about on that, well, before we had that little aside in our Red Bar group chat, this will probably be... A portion of this will be very, very interesting for about 7% of the Watch Fam, as we've talked about. Although I feel like the Watch Fam really just maybe it's up to 10% of the Watch Fam will really enjoy our last segment on this, uh, covering some recent events. But uh, why don't we go ahead and get it started uh, with the drink check and the wrist check? And Spangler, since you're back, what have you got for us?
0: Well, you know, everybody out there listening, uh, this is a special week for America and the world in general. Um, and, you know, we've got two Notre Dame grads on the podcast. So, you know, on Wednesday, it's it's America's greatest holiday. If anybody knows what I'm talking about right now. It's uh, St. It's Patty's Day. And so I've uh, <laughs> themed my uh, drink and wrist check around this. And I'm drinking some lovely and just a small amount, even though Wednesday there may be some more of this. But in the glasses, classic Jameson. Can't go wrong with it. Always good. Always a great choice. And then on the wrist... It's going to be my Seiko Green Willard on a lovely green Marine National strap, rocking the all green, rocking the Jameson. I am, I'm ready for some St. Paddy's Day. I'm ready to celebrate.
2: I like it. Although I would say that the true St. Paddy's Day watch is whatever watch you wouldn't be too upset about if you lost
1: it. I mean, that's (laughs) the true one's like a Seiko 5. That's 100%. (laughs) 100% 100% is accurate. <laughs> so it's, fu- it's funny. You mentioned St. Patrick's day. Um, my last day in the office uh, was the day before St. Patrick's day, the 16th. So I had to go drop some paperwork off um, recently. So, so I, I met a, I met a client of mine, picked up some paperwork and had to drop it off. But I had my boss who was in the office meet me in the lobby because I wasn't going to break my streak. I've not been into the office for, for almost a year I'm not going to set foot in that office until it's been exactly 365 days or more. So I kept my streak alive. Um, But yeah, St. Patrick's day. Uh, Yeah. It's funny. It's such a big holiday here in the United States. And I, I I think I know why that is. I, I did the math the one year and population of Ireland is what, roughly 8 million, something like that. It's close, give or take eight. I don't think it's North of 10. I'm pretty sure it's not North of 10. And I'm I'm pretty sure that last I checked, there's between either 25 to 40 million people of Irish descent in the United States. So they all just live here now. And that's why it's a huge holiday.
0: <laughs> it's America's
1: greatest holiday.
0: I love it. I love it. It's been a whole year. It's been a whole year since I've gotten to celebrate and I've got my outfit ready. It's gonna be great. Nice.
2: Yeah, I remember all sorts of uh, puff pieces about how all of the beer that had gone undrank was going to somehow screw up the pH in the sewers uh, when it was uh, gotten rid of. It was supposed to be some big uh, environmental problem um, because everybody ordered kegs of beer and then the bars were shut down and uh, figuring out a way to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, the uh, the green beer is gonna mess up my pH of my uh, my stomach, most likely. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I'm not gonna look into it either. No, probably just food dye. My fingers crossed, but uh, (laughs) you never know.
1: Gonna be a guess. Anyway, all right, Buzz. It's it's all guess.
2: I don't know how I can follow that up. Yeah, that that's that's. But we're gonna try. (laughs) (laughs) You guys missed me. I did. We did. Yeah the, the 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 people were clamoring. For you, they said, you know what? We need, we need the podcast's preeminent panerai douchebag. We we need the guy that's the X factor, the the guy that wears bolo ties. We need we need Evan back.
1: Yeah. He's got a bandana on tonight, which is interesting. Or is that a mask? I, I can't tell. Uh, it's a bandana
0: mask. Oh well, there you go. There you go. I just keep it on for whatever reason. <laughs>
1: bandanas yeah. and bolos man you are really rocking that western vibe
0: <laughs> uh, i've also got all denim on tonight so yeah it's a definitely it's a, it's a look
1: <laughs> all right
2: let's this so i really you. can't follow that up i really can't <laughs> let's follow give this that a up. shot I'm feeling, I'm feeling inadequate all right uh on, on my wrist just the Sky quest today i've been away from this one for a while Seemed right, slips nicely under the sweater that I'm wearing, wonderful. And just like anything with a micro adjust, gives you something to fiddle around with. So that's kind of fun too. Though I do have to say, earlier this week, uh, unlike Spence, uh, I go into places to work. And uh, I was at uh, Vendor uh, earlier in the week. I was wearing my Cincy watch company divers edition and had multiple people say how sharp it was and ask me about it. So Rick, I want some residuals if either of these guys wind up buying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm a drink. I had to have something blended by our friend Sandy to follow up from last week's episode. Whiskey blender dude himself. That meant I had to decide between the Glenlivet 12 and the Chivas Regal that were sitting on my shelf. Well, since I enjoyed some Glenlivet last night, reading the second book of Dante's divine comedy, Purgatorio, I decided this is an easy decision. Chivas Regal neat tonight. Just a splash of cool water to open up the flavors. A little bit of vanilla, a little bit of banana, maybe? I don't know. Those are words that describe flavors. All I know is it's (laughs) delicious. And I drink it. And it's so good. Thank you, Sandy, for taking care of something that is
1: near and dear to my heart. Spence. And Sandy, I can I can tell you that his nose is if you're listening to this episode, his nose is working well. Those glasses are still on his face. (laughs) That's right. That's right. uh so um i don't have something blended by sandy in the glass but i did manage to pick up very quickly because i noticed that it is getting warmer it hasn't cracked 70 so it's not in the glass yet um but i did track down a bottle of the caribbean reserve i'm really looking forward to trying that um actually buzzy found some dolan vermouth but that is also not in my glass tonight so this is uh you'll see in a second uh, i'll start with a drink um so uh you're wearing your manta that's a that's a good one because if you remember back to episode 13 when we talked with Justin from Manta he recommended Antica Formula uh vermouth which I just so happened to end up with because Rachel went into Kroger, was looking for Dolan, couldn't find that, grabbed this. It's the smaller bottle, which is why she didn't bat an eye at its price because the larger bottle is insanely expensive and I don't drink that good enough whiskey consistently to put vermouth that costs more than the whiskey in it. But Mm -hmm. I have it. I mixed it with Weller a couple nights ago and was like, okay, this is almost a little too sweet. But you know what this would go good with? My buddy Evan recommended Michter's Rye and he is very right about that. So I have in my glass, Nicktor's rye, 3 measures, 1 measure of Antica Formula vermouth, a shake of, you know, just the regular Angostura bitters and a maraschino cherry because unfortunately they didn't have Luxardo's at Jungle Gems or I didn't really look that hard. Um one of the two. Um so that is it's an excellent it's an excellent excellent cocktail. Uh, but the vermouth is so strong you need it, instead of going 2 to 1 I got to go 3 to 1. And the rye just has a great flavor to kind of open it up a little bit and I needed the little bit of spice that you get in a rye especially Michter's is fantastic so plenty of recommendations all in that drink Uh, Spangler Justin just everybody well done the big fan Uh, on my wrist um, I had my SPB 149 on most of the day but um, there's a watch that I haven't worn on the podcast almost I think since I got it since that first episode and it's my Grand Seiko Um, you know, we talked with, I almost wore it last week, but I had to wear the SRQ because we were talking to Sandy and he's like the only other person I know or knew I was going to talk to that has one. Um, but I've got on my SBGE 249, the, uh, spring drive GMT blizzard dial from timeless luxury watches down in Texas. Um, absolutely love this thing. I wear it fairly frequently, but it just doesn't always make it on the podcast. It's more of a of a workday watch like it's just one of those things that you know one of the reasons why i'm upset that we don't go into the office is because i would wear this thing all the time it is like it's my date just alternative with the gmt hand with the amazing dial and just it's i love that it's the ultimate insider's watch like if you know you know and if you don't it's a nice watch but like Mm -hmm. so stealth like and i've got it on a, a gray suede strap uh from our friends at fratello which just absolutely just bangs on this one um, and I'm wearing more of my watches on leather now just because I know in about another three weeks it's going to get insanely uncomfortable to do that <laughs> so uh, getting it in while I can until yeah like I said once it cracks 70 it's time for NATO's bracelets rubber straps because the humidity will be unbearable it'll be unbearable <laughs> Cincinnati for you yeah it is all right. Well, uh, now that we got that covered, we should do a quick fresh forum find. So a fast fresh forum find. Well, that's a lot of alliteration, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff there. And since I'm talking and rambling, I'll go ahead and go first. I have um, an interesting one. It's a, it's, a, it's a piece that I, you know, I find very, I like it quite a bit. I think our buddy Motor John picked the one up that we all tried on several times at Richter and Phillips uh, that they had in their used case. But I have a blue dial. Jubilee bracelet, fluted gold bezel, Rolex, date just turnograph, circa 2004. It's on Reddit. Um, inner box. So I, I think it doesn't have the cardboard and it has papers. So, or maybe inner box and manual is what it says. I don't know. Um, looking really good. Uh, the history is unknown, but this guy's had it in his collection for quite some time, keeping good time, you know, just normal wear and tear. Um, sixty seven ninety nine shipped that just seems like a pretty good deal for a a uh for one of these. um it looks like it's in great shape blue dial that red seconds hand with the with the uh, roulette date wheel is just killer thirty six millimeters like this this is a this is a fantastic piece.
0: yeah, I love the center graph Nothing wrong with it. It's a great watch. It's
1: a fantastic watch absolutely. It, it uh,
2: just makes you upset because you realize how many pieces that have fixed bezels could have a very tasteful, simple, rotating bezel on it.
1: Bidirectional friction bezels are amazing.
2: Exactly, exactly. Let's put you know, virtually nobody. We we've got to use like point and then lots of zeros to describe the proportion of people that use a dive bezel on a watch to time their dives. So like it's okay, bidirectional mm-hmm. friction. It's gonna work.
1: You're gonna maybe that should have been. It. Maybe that should have been my long shot when we did our our prop bets with with bro instead of uh instead of what it was maybe instead of all the explorer talk explorer two talk. Rolex is bringing back a thirty six millimeter turnograph. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. No nope. Not happening. No. That's a hell no. freezes over bet <laughs> right there. But I, oh my goodness, could you imagine if they did? Though, could you imagine if they did? Like, four people would be so excited.
0: <laughs> I feel like if anybody in the them. Rolex, if anybody in the Rolex R and D department mentions anything below forty millimeters, I feel like they're immediately fired these days. Yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yeah, All right, like, hey, you you can even get philosophic about it though, like. Do they really release anything if they don't sell any of them? Right. The the four people would be really excited about the new turnograph, but only two of them would actually be able to buy one. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) In a year. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Uh, (sighs) All right. Well, I can go next year. Um, since we are talking about Doxa on this podcast today. I figured I would go with one and one that I very much like, and it's going to be the Doxa uh, Aqualung Professional from 2017, and this one's on Reddit for, and it is in the EU, I believe it's listed for 3,800 euros, actually 3,200 euros, which I think equivalates to about $3,800 US money, and yeah, it's in great shape, it's on Reddit. These watches don't pop up very often. so if you're looking for a professional Aqualung model from doxa from the Mirai era, which we'll get into later in the podcast, uh, this is this is the one to get seriously. Uh, it's sub four grand. this is this is the one to seriously consider if you're uh, in the market for a, a very rare
2: doxa. Plus you get to go around humming Aqua <laughs> Jethro tall all night. That's right. It'll change your life.
0: <laughs> Little Jethro?
2: <laughs> oh, That, that <laughs> and the watch. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sure. I I don't <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got, and uh, so I'm, I'm
1: sticking to it. I like it. I love that Bring watch. Us- it's a good watch. Bring us home, Buzzy. I feel like you've got something else on theme.
2: I, too, have a dog, so... This one is also on Reddit. What? But it's a different watch. This one is a Sub Three Hundred, and it's a diving star. So the yellow dial looks like it's in very, you know, pretty good shape. They are asking sixteen fifty for this one. Now it is on a strap, and curiously enough, it's on a Barton Bands strap so it's not on the oem strap or bracelet uh, i'm not quite sure what's up with that um, but 1650 is pretty darn cheap uh the new ones are about 2500 bucks so you know you've got this is the the one with the um the The domed crystal and uh, its cask, so yeah, it's pretty pretty slick. Uh, a new beads of rice bracelet is uh, two ninety right off of the website. It's it's the uh, cheap one because it's got the rather not so great clasp. Um, it's a stamped clasp that is like just barely better than a quote unquote Seiko. Uh, clasp but what it, i don't mean to hammer on it too much because it fits the retro vibes of the rest of the piece so perfectly um that it it's a watch that you enjoy in spite of of that being a little rough but yeah um head on over to watch exchange on on reddit if that interests you Ask the person that's uh, selling it, what happened to the stock bracelet or the stock strap? Or strap. I would love to know.
1: It's <laughs> tell- not going to make them come back, but you just I'm just curious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, your, tell your friends uh, on the podcast if you find out what's happened to it. Because I really want to know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you lose. I don't know. Maybe you just bought I don't know, maybe bought the head. I have no idea.
2: Yeah, it does not uh, yeah. does not ship with the original bracelet
1: or rubber strap. Not maybe they cheap. own another Doxa and they're like, I'm keeping all this stuff. That could be. That would make sense.
2: Um you know there there are people out there that own a significant amount of the lineup. So might this is might true. work.
1: We know one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right well we've got a few things to cover before we get into our main topic so why don't we start briefly like we talked about with our with some tso talk the new prx the uh automatic version is out what do you guys think of that
0: i love it i mean i like the uh, the quartz version and this one's automatic so i mean what's not to love i i haven't seen how thick it is though i don't know if you guys
1: have seen the uh dimensions on it i don't think it's that much thicker only because and i only say that because i mean rachel's got a watch with the powermatic 80 in it and it's yeah, a lady's watch and it's 34 millimeters and it's fairly thin so it's like yeah. it can't be that bad. i just i want to see that dial because the, uh the automatic dial has some texture to it doesn't it Yeah, it, so does. it does yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so
0: I figured the, to to our let uh, to
2: get one of those in uh... oh exactly I do like that dial it it cracks me up that uh, not not only did they throw the auto in there but then they gave you a different dial too it actually makes me makes me uh reconsider my old stance of just <laughs> go with the quartz because this one looks pretty sharp. And you know what? Uh, the Powermatic 80 on the dial, it works. It, it works uh, to my taste. It's almost too much, but yeah, I, I think they're pretty. It's executed fine. Um, Monochrome watches says that it is ten uh, point eight millimeters thick. Mm. Which oh, wow. is so clutch. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yeah, That's really, really good. I have a feeling that that the PRX is destined to be the Timex Q of this year. Yeah, it's the cheap and cheerful. It watch, not quite a, as cheap as the Q, but definitely cheerful. Um, possibly much more cheerful
1: so, I mean if you're yeah. comparing the Q Automatic to the PRX Quartz you're within you're definitely within 200 bucks if not around 100 bucks delta between the two but you would
2: oh, I'm not going to make that crack that's not fair I was going to make a crack how you'd have to buy two PRXs to equal the thickness of, uh, of yeah, the, entire, of the Q
1: Auto That's not that's not inaccurate though <laughs> <Close>. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> yeah,
2: it it ruins uh, the experience for me on the the Q Auto. I mean, I want to like it, but it's it's just ungainly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well we should I, move on. Keeping in with the uh, the integrated uh, bracelet look. Citizen came out with a couple of different things this past, in these past couple of weeks. They had the what was the first one that they came out with the, the ridiculously expensive one. What one was that? That was the. I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. Switching websites. Oh wait, I just okay. There's the second one. Here we go. The Citizen Caliber Zero Two Hundred which is in the, uh, what is it? What's it in? I'm on Fratello. Our buddy, Mike wrote this one up.
0: In collaboration with La Joupere.
1: Yes. Which Citizen owns. Um, I mean, this is interesting. It's got a a new, their first new mechanical movement since 2010, supposed to achieve better than Kosk. Um, you know, it water resistant to 50 meters. It's got a really neat kind of textured dial. Actually kind of reminds me, it's black, but it reminds me of the same kind of like graining that's on the Grand Seiko that I'm wearing. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, Which, uh, you know, makes sense because the price is roughly the same as the Grand Seiko that I'm... Actually a little bit more expensive than the list price of the Grand Seiko that I'm wearing. Coming in at $6,000. $6, um, it's uh, It looks good. You know, it... It's reminiscent of, and I'm not going to say it looks like it because it doesn't, because it has the sub dial, the the Sunray finish sub dial at seconds, which with the graining of the dial looks really cool. And it's more round than the Zenith Defy, but it is Mm -hmm. reminiscent of the Zenith Defy classic, which I would love to see another website, because I know we aren't going to get these, um, do a write-up of the two of those next. Like I'd be really curious as to how the Zenith Defy and this go head-to-head.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I, it just blows my mind that a Citizen can cost $6,000. But then again, they did come up with that super accurate quartz. Like last year or the year before, that was either six k or more expensive than that. I feel like it was more expensive than that.
1: And it was um, also stupid thin, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, stupid, stupid thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like a ridiculous thinness on that watch. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just I, it, I just have issues with... And I know I shouldn't because obviously this is a new watch, new movement, you know, looks amazing, but like brands that I don't historically think are, I guess, up to snuff with a, a lot of the other brands and have a history of just putting out cheap, I guess, shitty watches. I just, it feels weird to me to pay a premium for their good stuff, but I get it with this piece because it looks, it looks awesome. But Citizen just has a bad connotation in my mind when it comes to watches. But uh,
2: maybe they're turning it around. I hope so, because they have a cool history. Yeah, it, it's interesting that Seiko doesn't have any of that like mall watch um, aura to it. Mm-hmm. When yeah, yeah. when the the fact that people don't think that highly of Citizens is probably because they're sold at uh, department stores next to fossils right mm-hmm. um, yeah it, it, and it's funny too because like I, I've got a night hawk and it's it's pretty cool for what it is there are a couple of areas that really would have been easy for them to just like completely knock it out of the park uh, mm-hmm. but I, that's been the lens that I see that company through. So yeah, when you've got an order of magnitude more expensive watch, I mean, I'm not buying anything for for 6 grand. I don't care to. I it's not my not my thing. So it's certainly impressive and they they're trying to go with the halo uh effect and unlike the uh grand seiko halo piece that just came out for 60 large you know six grand that's that's a bargain Mm -hmm. that's that's uh yeah that's that's... grand
1: seiko released one that was i think a couple hundred thousand too that gem set insane yes they did so like anyway um although like The
2: the really uh, impressive stuff is is that uh, Series 8
1: that they just brought out. love to see. Yes. (laughs) I was about to transition to that. So the Series 8 comes in under 2,000 or roughly 2,000, depending on the one you want. Um, Very similar styling to the the 0200 or whatever. Uh, Mm. Just under 12 millimeters thick, 100 meters water resistant, which is interesting. Um, they have a bunch of different like funky kind of like bezels on the the like the eight seventy mechanical, which I don't really care for as much. The ones that I'm really kind of interested in I'm gonna say this and stick with me folks if you have not seen these, but the ones that have the mother of pearl dials yes mm-hmm. because it's a mother of pearl dial under a like a black lattice, lattice and it is just stunning like just i I think that is absolutely like if I was going to be buying one of these that would be the one that I would buy. Would be the cuz they they ha- the black they have a blacked out version or a DLC version that has like rose gold markers and hands with them. like that's a bit too much. But the all steel with the black lattice over the uh mother of pearl uh and then with with a black date wheel with white text. It's uh it's a looker. It's got an H-link bracelet. Again, kind of looks reminiscent of a bunch of different things that you would put together so like yes it's an integrated steel integrated bracelet steel sports watch doesn't really look like a zenith it doesn't really look like an ap it doesn't really look like a nautilus you can kind of see some elements of all but like get over it guys it's fine um (laughs) it's a good looking watch though i mean the the uh, case
2: shape is very much its own and that style on the the mother of pearl one is uh, it's the closest thing you're going to get to be an iron man and having an arc reactor it looks sweet it looks like high technology on your wrist i would love to see one of these in person i i really would and i really like the handset on on that uh, mother of pearl one it's like yeah the hour and uh minute hands are windowed um just really sweet It's so creative. And also underrated part to all of these is the um, seconds track, minute track uh, around the outside. Uh, Very, very cool. And the hour markers, just uh, simple but beautiful uh, on that version. On like the white tile one, it's very plain. Uh, and the black dial one's very plain but on that mother of pearl one it's there's a ton going on
1: so the black dial one and the white dial one that they have they have these really kind of weird bezels i don't know if you guys can see you see what i mean like they have like those kind of weird cutouts and on the black one i think that might be it almost it's dlc or ceramic or whatever like that but the one that i really like like if you were looking for one nice watch and you liked like my first two watches that I wore religiously were two citizen eco drives. I've got a diver. That's a front loader. Um, that actually I, I fired it back up again. I let the battery charge it. I think I spent like 150 bucks on it. The movement hits every single marker, like dead on just Mm -hmm. like that R Weber, just like the grand Seiko quartz. I mean, just fantastic. The one that I actually think is kind of the sleeper, I mean, I love the mother of pearl. That would be the one I would get, uh, but slightly thinner at ten millimeters is just this this guy, the black, the, just the the black that has the normal bezel. It's got mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. more going on with the minute track, a little bit more attractive hour set. Uh, like just just a really good looking watch.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. The the split yeah. bezels remind me somewhat of the constellation. There's a little there's- bit conny vibes to it but it's not it's not the like was it the double claw the double eagle yeah yeah it's not that design but it just reminds me
1: of it i get that i mean if you guys if anybody's interested in that go over to fratello our buddy mike wrote both the caliber 0200 and the series eight up uh last week or the week before so go check those out absolutely yeah
0: i mean i think you guys uh, hit this on the head i don't really have that much else to say about these (laughs) i like the fact they have crown guards i'm a big crown guard fan i i I do appreciate the fact they did stick crown guards on one of the models that's why i will add
1: to this they did i mean crown guards i mean there are there's plenty of ways to achieve that whether you know you've got a little bit of a protrusion from the case whether like counter somewhere but you're right crown guards when executed well are an excellent design element of a watch when executed yep. well, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, definitely emphasis some well because uh, yes. I've seen some gnarly, some gnarly yes. stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. speaking so, of, briefly, go ahead, Buzz.
2: It's so funny that because there, there are gnarly looking ones, and then there are gnarly implementations of them with the um, crown being like way too small to like actually get in and unscrew. Um, mm-hmm. Just makes. Makes interacting with with your watch a pain. Yeah, don't 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 do that. When you're designing that feature on a watch,
1: make prototypes. Use it a lot. That. <laughs> that. So two 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 ways to transition out of this. One, speaking of Fratello, go check out their March Mania. Um, seems like a fun thing to do. We we may do a podcast about something at some point with a special guest. Uh, we have an idea. We'll see. I don't want to, like if, if Fratello is going to do one, I've been talking with Mike, if they're going to do one, I'm not going to really steal their thunder, but if they're not going to do one, we may break down their sweet 16 just because (laughs) it seems like a fun thing to do. Um, (laughs) and I may or may not be PDFing their bracket that they put out for us. um, so that the red bar group can fill that out. Um, I got to get that done, I think, tomorrow, because I think the voting is ending soon. So we'll get that. You guys, maybe anybody from Red Bar is listening. At this point, I should have already gotten it to you, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, and then also, speaking of maybe doing prototypes, maybe invest in some 3D printing. 3D printing, you can actually do an entire case, just like Timex is doing with the new uh, Galley or um, Gali, their head designer. Um, they came out with a new dial variant of the watch that he designed for them. Uh, it looks pretty sharp. It looks really sharp. <laughs> yeah,
2: the the case treatment on those are evocative of of Moser's work and it's funny because i was saying uh, before we started to record i called it like a micro brand moser which is a contradiction in terms right because mosers by far in terms of volume a micro to timex however timex's piece is by far the micro in terms of price to to the moser a really really pretty pretty watch um the unfortunate reality is there are a and it's actually very fortunate yeah not not wanting to uh uh, put down the good things in life but there are so many interesting things for around 500 bucks you know if i Mm -hmm. if you uh gave me 500 bucks randomly just to do something fun, you know, watch wise with I'd have a heck of a hard time figuring out what to do with
1: that. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely with you. I mean, there's, there's good offerings that the Timex is a good one. Good offerings from notice. Anything from Laurier bruise, very interesting. Um, I'm also curious because notice is teasing something. They've been teasing something on Instagram the past couple of days. Maybe they got a new model coming out. Maybe a new dial treatment. I don't know. You know, maybe we'll have to reach out to Wes and see what they got coming up. It's been a while since we've had them on the show, so they need to come right. back anyway. But uh, kind of curious as to what they have going on. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's you. You could you could spend five hundred bucks a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. And like this this goes with the same thing I said earlier about the Citizen that, you know, this brand Timex in general just kinda has a like I don't know, when I think of Timex, like I have like a little cheap quartz thing and then obviously the Timex Ironmans, which are, you know, pretty iconic in their own right. But I mean it just has a, a brand with a connotation that they don't really make mechanical watches and they're not really known for that. So it it, it takes a little while for me to uh come over to I guess I guess the, the, the light or see the light when it comes to these brands. But I, I will say when it comes to this watch, and this is probably the only, I, I never thought in my life I would compare the two, but this case shape, especially from the side profile of this Timex gives me Debithun vibes. It Ooh. really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lugs are like drilled out kind of, and it's got that weird angular stuff going on. Yeah. It's, it's given, given off some Debithun vibes which I never
1: thought I would say about a Timex, but it, it kind of does from the side profile, but not the I mean, front, I'm with but for the side. I'm with you on that, because, I mean, it, it is it is reminiscent of the of the Pioneer, the Moser Pioneer that we had in uh, as part mm-hmm. of the Pioneer yep. Tour, and I, I can I can see that with a David Tune. Uh, I, our buddy Dustin's going to, like, light you up over that, I'm sure. That's okay. <laughs> <Free you. laughs> yeah. Look out, um, Dustin, you had a pretty fancy Timex there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the uh, but I mean, like... I, so I did. I, when I was when I read about these and see that they're three D printed, I was like, okay, I'd I really like to handle one of these. So I actually, when it posted on Warren and Wanda's, I reached out to Zach. I was like, okay, please tell me you've handled one of these. I just get nervous about, you know, three D printing. And he's like, no, they, they they feel you wouldn't you wouldn't know any different because they feel nice. They're they're a pretty. They're a well made watch. I was like, okay, awesome. It's good. Not in the market for one, but like I just I want That's one of the things I'd be concerned about.
2: What, what parts three D printed on these, Ben? The case. Back at yeah, DMLS, big deal. Have you flown a jet engine, uh, jet, uh, before? Say, yeah, I have, and I'm sure
1: parts of that, are, yeah, parts of that are gu- 3D print. I
2: yeah. guarantee you a uh, nice chunk of those engines that keep your plane in the air uh, are DMLS just fine.
1: Not on that one United flight that flew over Denver, though. Yeah.
2: But it led to really funny uh, Craigslist ads. It
1: really did. (laughs) No lowballs. I know what what I have. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, what's it in with? I know what I have. (laughs) Yes. That was fantastic. That
1: was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I mean, oh, where was I going to go with that? About the Timex. I can't remember what it was. I hate it when that happens.
0: Timex, flying, uh,
1: Debthune. 3D 3D printing. Moser, David Toon. Hmm. I don't know. You know, it'd be interesting. Timex doesn't really do... Oh, it's on all of their... I know where I was going. Our buddy's at 40 and 20. About a year... I want to say it was about a year ago, give or take. On one of the episodes they were talking about, you know, everyone's talking about how Seiko's moving up market. And they were like, okay, so that, that void that was left by Seiko is kind of being filled by Orient, obviously owned by Seiko. So kind of like the... You know, you're like, because they don't make the SKX 007 anymore, the, you know, SKX 013, that's kind of like your Orient Mako and the the, the newer Makos are kind of, it's a great watch for the money. And they're like, okay, who's taking over for Orient then? And if you look at it for enthusiasts getting into the very, very entry level of automatic watches, mm. the last probably three years, it's Timex the handwon marlin the marlin automatic they've now got a diver that's automatic they've got this they've got the q in both quartz and automatic i mean they're kind of filling that under you know under $300 automatic movement that, because the seiko 5s are north of that now the new seiko 5 brands are north of 350 msrp and you know it's just it's kind of one of those things where as everybody moves up timex is kind of filling that that very very truly entry level void and that's interesting. So
2: n- number one, I, I still think that for all of us that were around in the nineties, the new Seiko five should be the Seiko cool S's because the, the, the new five on the dial looks a lot like the cool ass that everybody knew how to draw, even though the internet wasn't really all uh, that ubiquitous uh, number two uh, coming in from the devotion to accuracy department, I looked it up. It's not 3D printed case. It's metal injection molding. It's a MEM. It's a different process. Also, a very cool process. Uh, utterly black magic because you, when the metal is being injection molded, the dimensions are completely different, and then when they temper it afterwards, it like essentially shrinks to size moves to size
1: so of course the engineer would check me on that well yeah (laughs) (laughs) the engineer's hot take of the podcast that's right
2: it's not 3d printed it's (laughs) mem well actually (laughs) (laughs) The, the funny thing is the more that i look at their website the more i love that case that is so slick Right, like, good mm-hmm. good on them. That's I mean that's not a simple thing to to do, right? Somebody inside had to fight like crazy to say, Hey, I wanna sell something that's like three or four times as expensive as a lot of this new upmarket stuff we're doing. And it's going to be a little wild, and and we're going to just put it
1: out there and see if it sells. That's so. Here's here's the thing. I read the story about this when the first one came out. It doesn't say Timex anywhere on the dial, does it?
0: Uh, what of this this new watch? Yeah,
1: I, does it? It does. The
0: Giorgio Galley S1. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, it says Timex on the fun. front. Okay, Timex mm-hmm. S1. Okay. The only reason I was saying that though was because. They essentially told him, go design a watch that you would want to wear. And he designed this and they said, okay, we're going to make it. How do we do this? Like, I remember reading a story about how he came up with the design and they essentially said, you can design whatever you want, but let's, then we have to figure out a way to make it and make it so it's not so insanely outlandish, outlandishly priced for what we do. So I think that's how they like it, it, which is just amazing. So Mm -hmm. they turned their, their lead designer loose and said, figure it out. That's kind of neat.
0: Yeah. I like it though.
1: I like it a lot. All right. Well, now that we've covered all the new releases, ish, not we haven't covered all of them, we covered the ones that we were interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, did some Tissot talk, some Timex talk cuz I'm too lazy to think of another T. Uh, we did the uh the Citizen I don't know citizen chicanery there we go okay all right thank you buzzy thank you for stepping up there and now uh we'll move into the main topic which is the uh little uh recent doxa dust up (laughs) yeah to say the least exactly spangler why don't you walk us through this
0: (laughs) all right well I'll, i'll do my best here to uh to walk everybody through this this Doxa nonsense, but basically let's let's take it back right to uh, the good old days of Doxa. They're eventually bought out by a brand or conglomerate of brands. Uh, what year? I have no idea. But the their, the conglomerate was named Synchron for synchronicity. And of course, I'm just spitballing this. Everybody, I'm I'm not looking at anything right now. Anyway, <laughs> that brand. That brand that owned Doxa continued on till you know, I don't really know what year, and then Doxa kind of just faded into obscurity. Well, fast forward uh, around what I want to say 2010 or something like that is when the brand started to get revived again. Again, those Doxa people don't don't quote me on this. Um, anyway, Doxa was revived by a man by the name of Rick Marai, um, who really brought them back from the dead. And all the all the props in the world to Rick. He did an amazing job with Doxa. Anyway, uh, fast forward to 2019. And when Rick's contract with Doxa was up, they basically kicked him to the curb. And what Rick does is he uh, basically buys up old names and reboots those watches. So he's obviously part of Doxa. He did the, uh, the, the, the Aquastar. Um, what else did he do? You
1: guys know? Aqua Dive. So I I think it was a, essentially he had a 20 year licensing deal for DOXA. So obviously if it was 2019, it it started in 1999. Um, He's got, and he revived Isofrain. He revived um, the Tropic Strap, uh, Aqua Dive. And then he did Aqua Star, that release late, you know, I think it was October, 2020. Um, I'm not quite sure he... He owns Synchron now, so when, the, when people talk pre-Synchron, Synchron, Doxa, I'm not exactly sure on, on the total timeline on all of that, mm-hmm. but essentially, I don't know whether he did the prototypes before he left or he was doing something. I don't know exactly what happened there, mm-hmm. but the new Synchron yeah. military uh, watch is essentially an homage to the, what, the 1970s Doxa Army, which I think they're saying less than 100 were produced.
0: I've heard even less than that. It's regardless, it's an exceedingly rare watch to find.
1: Yes. Um, And it's, you know, some were done steel, some were done PVD, some were on like that kind of cuff bracelet with the holes in it, you know, some on other straps. I don't, I'm not really into the history of this. Um, And and honestly, let's talk about the watch real quick and then let's talk about the whole controversy behind it because the watch is a very unique dial. Obviously, it's got the Synchron logo, which used to be on the doxes. It's that, you know, that kind of little try. It almost looks like the Klingon logo, let's be honest. I'm, a, I'm an old Trekkie, <laughs> So it does kind of like the Klingon logo. Um, and it's a it's a fairly busy black and white dial with some um, some age-looking superluminova, because the original ones obviously had tritium on them. Honestly, it doesn't really do much for me. It's a weird thing. I like the case shape. I like a lot of it, like it, the black and white kind of, it just, it, it gets lost in the shuffle for me. The hands are kind of cool and unique, but it's just, it's not one that I saw and I was like, oh, I have to have this by any means. It was just kind of, you know, um, again, our buddy, Mike wrote it up for Fratello. He, he picked one up, um, says it's very similar to his Synchron Era Doxa that he's got the, the bracelet we think should fit works really well on an isoframe, works really well on the Tropic that it came on. It's a good looking watch. And I mean, for the money, an ETA 2824-2 uh, in a essentially a Doxa case with that kind of very unique dial, I think they did what, 500 total, 250 steel, 250 PVD. And it was, I mean, the, the steel sold out, there may or may not still be some PVD left as of when this goes live i think there were as we as of recording i'm not sure i didn't check um just kind of a very they're very, a very unique watch for 990 bucks like that is it's a package it's a good deal yeah yeah
2: It's, it's a, yeah I, i'm pretty sure that the order uh when they opened for orders it was just like that uh, south park episode and they're gone <laughs> <laughs> or, like any Hodinki release, <laughs> yeah, no kidding yep the uh the Bezels also got the cool doxa you know sawtooth uh, on it. the seconds hand looks a little like a g m t hand, which is um i mean obviously it's what the source material is, but um to critique also the original. That's just kind of a weird <laughs> thing. Um it it does not look like a second's hand. It is too pronounced. I do like the black and white dial. For some reason it seems like gambling. It seems it's not roulette related, but just the bold alternating colors remind me of, of roulette it uh yeah it it's sharp and the people that ordered it and ordered it quick are going to get by what what Mike was saying was a just a really nicely built piece. it just seems like a, a killer deal, obviously, very unique mm-hmm. yeah you know, nobody should have any uh, concerns when the originals are just not available and it's very clearly not um yeah it's not an exact copy right the original was an army was called army uh i believe Mm -hmm. so yeah i wouldn't be too concerned about it plus you, you get a tropic strap which rick also brought back from the dead so that's kind of fun what is this a crossover episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean when it comes down to it like i i it's a seven it's a watch from the 70s and some of those watches can get a little funky and this watch is that and but like spence like you said i it just i i want to like it because i like the history behind it i love the brand but it just doesn't really well I guess not the Synchron brand, Doxa brand, but I love I love what Synchron is going after by making this homage to the Doxa version, um, because you know it's got a cool history, really funky history. You know, and you know, I'm on the uh, uh, article that Mike linked on his article on Fratello, and this one talks about sort of like the history behind it, saying it, it may be a Swiss military issued watch, or that Doxa was trying to get uh, a military contract with the Swiss. It's kind of like up in debate as to what the origin was behind these pieces, um, and I, I love pieces with good history. I mean, I'm wearing the Seiko little green Willard. I mean, great history with, with the with the Willard and um, the Explorer. What's his name? Umora, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Really cool history behind that, and I buy a lot of my watches based on that because you know I like history, and so I mean. I like it for that aspect, but Spence, like you said, I it just doesn't really do that much for me dial-wise, and I really want to like it. I really, really want to like it. But the thing that like really bothers me the most about it is that the originals had sort of like a recessed crown in it, and these Synchron Reissues, it's just flat, stark against the case. And for whatever reason, if you're having a dive watch, I don't, especially one like this with the military uh, aesthetic trying to be or going on with it, I kind of want it to be recessed. I don't know. That's my one gripe about it. Aside from the dial, just not generally liking the aesthetic. That is my one big gripe. And it seems like a small one, but that's, that's, just, uh, that's just my opinion on it.
1: So the interesting thing about that too is Mike talked about that in his article on that on the review. And he had his oh, Synchron yeah. Era uh, Shark Hunter. And he flipped them over. because you if you look, they're countersunk the same depth on both cases, yeah. but the crown is just taller. On the Synchron. So like for whatever reason, it's just, it, uh, it looks like it sticks out more, even though it's recessed the same amount. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a slightly larger crown, which maybe seems like a bit yeah. of an oversight. I don't know. But it, it that is very interesting that like it, it sticks out slightly more, even though it's not flush with the case. It is countersunk like the original yeah. doxes were. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, one small so, positive that that we didn't pick up on, though, uh, yeah, buying the Synchron is uh, you get to listen to Synchronicity by by the Police a whole bunch, um, yeah. and that album's got some jams.
1: It does. It really does. So the well, I, I think obviously the watch itself isn't really that controversial. It's a unique dial. It's either your taste or it's not. Seems like a screaming deal for everything you're getting in the package. But Dox's response to that was very interesting. And I think that is where this, obviously the title of the episode, The Dox of Dust Up, um, if that ends up being the title, I haven't decided yet. It's still Sunday night. It should be. It should be. Maybe it will be. It's clickbait for like that 7% of the Watch Fam who's really into this. Um, In our group chat, the red bar group chat has had a lot of we we obviously have one very very kind of prominent doxa collector um who recently joined the group even though he lives not in cincinnati um but several of us have picked up doxas recently and several are eyeing them and it's just kind of an interesting crossroads that we're all kind of interested in what's going on and i think i think the interesting thing to me is the po- the, the series of posts that doxa did after Synchron released this watch because the first post showed one of the originals and was, and it had some very interesting, I think the one thing that I thought was interesting, like the honoring the history and the legitimacy of the, like, okay, you're really going to throw that word in an Instagram post. We're really stooping to that level. That's fine. It was interesting. But the, the thing that I think somebody noticed was they showed a picture of the, and they made it sound like it was a prototype, and then somebody looks, it's like, okay, that, that dial is stamped tritium. So, you know, the T Swiss T or the Swiss T on it. And they're like, so that's clearly not a new prototype. That is a, a shot of the original. And once somebody called them out on that, the next shot was a macro shot with a different handset. And they said, oh, this is coming soon. And it's like, I I don't know how soon that's coming. I feel like this is a knee-jerk reaction. And you're upset because, you know, I, I'm not as into the history, but from from how it's been explained to us, from people in the know is that somebody had rights to this brand for 20 years, brought it back, made it kind of an enthusiast darling that it is. And then when the contract came up for renewal, he wasn't retained. Um, there have been, I guess, some, some quality complaints about, and then some design complaints about the new doxes as they've, you know, the, the there's the Mirai era and the post Mirai era, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, I've not been able to handle ones that are decidedly from one or the other, so I don't really know. This is all just hearsay to me. Um, but to mm-hmm. see to see a brand respond that quickly to what something somebody else is doing, and that strongly, and and not really have like a battle, play, it was just it was just kind of interesting to me. And it wasn't a good look. I'll be honest, it wasn't a really good look.
0: Ooh, no, it was a horrendous look. I, I liken it to uh, Dox's marketing department being a group of frat guys on a Friday night drinking way too many uh, Natty Lights, and they're just giving the reins of the Instagram account. Because this is, like you said, Spence, this is a total knee-jerk reaction, and the wording that they say in this some of this stuff is just, whoo! <laughs> it is like, I just would not think that they would stoop to this kind of wording, but Lord, they did it, and yikes it is not a good look if anything it's one of those childish responses they could have done like let's see what to say here um it's about honoring history and legitimacy um that's a great one and in the first post only the original deserves your trust yeah like they are taking straight shots at this like they're not trying to hide it either like they're saying like oh you know we could be making this watch but i think this is more so just taking straight shots at the synchron
2: yeah. Now, first off, let's get it right. They were drinking Fratty Lights, not not. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yep. But uh, <laughs> okay. yes, if you are obsessed with legitimacy of things, it, that probably tells me more about you than about what you're complaining about. <sighs> it was uh, not, not, not good. I mean. It definitely they got caught flat-footed, but at the end of the day, they can do whatever the heck they want. Uh, yeah, you know, people that people that like doxes are still gonna buy doxes from from them. I do think it's rather funny though that they licensed yeah it it uh, to Rick for twenty years in nineteen ninety nine. Like, makes me wonder are these guys like. Some sort of like millenarianists that thought, like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) things are going to go to pot in 2000 anyway. So,
0: uh, big believers, big believers in Y2K. That's right. Well,
1: I I think the interesting thing will be is clearly they didn't have a prototype. (laughs) Yes. Because they're showing, like, so, and I think that to me, this will be the interesting thing. When you do finally see their prototype, we, we talked about how essentially, from Mike's article, it, it is largely the, the the standard Doxa case from the from the Mirai era or the Synchron era or whatever. So it's it's essentially the same case. So my guess is, Doxa proper has access to the same movement, same case, roughly. Mm-hmm. You know, they can put this in a 300T or a 300 uh, the new sub 300 that they came out with yeah. same bez like it's going to have all of the same stuff on it this is going to lend all of us in the watch fam uh some insight into how long it takes you to prototype and manufacture a dial because and a handset because the first because that's what you're going to see here is like if they're going to if one, they could be really lazy and just do the dial, throw the regular DOXA handset on like the prototype they originally showed, which again was stamped T-Swiss-T. So probably we don't really know much history about these, how many there were. There could have been some with off hands, whatever. They could do, they could go that. Route. They could do hands and a dial because the movement and the case are going to be the same. It's going to, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they turn this around and get a prototype and get it out to production, see how many they make and see how they approach it. Just it'll be it'll be a really weird thing to see because obviously Synchron is will by the time this is gone will have eventually sold out of everything. Maybe they'll do another production run, maybe they won't. I don't know. That's up to them. But Dox is going to so, cash in for the people who missed out and it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can turn this around.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be honest here, if if Dox does come out with all these watches, I I might be going after one just my own thing. But I, I will say though, the, this case for the military watch is not the same case style as their normal subs. It's a little bit different in terms of like the crown recess. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to have to like fully design this case or if they already have like the manufacturing people with Synchron and their manufacturing people if they're tied in together. I, I don't know. But the thing is that I'm, when you look at the first Instagram post, And this is – if this is an original watch from the 70s, right, so we're talking like 50-year-old watch. It's a PVD watch from 50 years ago. This watch looks immaculate. And so I – either they took that watch when it was first made and stuck it in a drawer or this – maybe they just made it and put the T-Swiss T on the dial to make it more of a callback. You don't because have to have look prototypes at sitting
1: somewhere? I mean, I would imagine the I, prototypes I, don't make it out of the factory. Well, uh, it's not what, do you, just, what do you mean?
2: It's not just that you have one. It's that you can find them. I mean, it's yeah. hard enough keeping things straight that you made two or three years ago, much less something that's decades old.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't know. I mean, this watch just looks immaculate, and so, and, and also the handset too. Like, I don't know if they just got this handset out of no, like thin air, or it was on the original watch. I don't know why they went and switched up the hands on it. That's also very intriguing to me, because like when you look at the dial on that first Instagram post, that should be way more, lo- or like aged, right? Like that tritium should be yellow by this point, point. and it's not. And also it has a different handset. And then the newer one also has hands that if it was original hands, that tritium on those hands should be way more yellow than it is on there. So I think Doxa has in possession handsets that they've already been making or cases that they've already been making. But I think, so they must have been planning this for a little bit. And I think Rick just beat him to the punch on it. So I feel like, Spence, like you said earlier, um, whether this was planned under Rick or it was planned after he left. And I think probably the way that I'm like, just in my own mind, I feel like this is, was definitely planned under his time at Doxa. And he just knew how to get the parts because he was there because they were already making them. And then he said, screw you. I'm going to get Synchron and, you know, screw you guys over.
2: I, I would just be so delighted to hear the, uh, intellectual property side of this
1: strange series of events so here's the thing and from what mm-hmm. I, I can't remember when i read this but i feel like dial variations and things like that mm-hmm. aren't patented and it's for any number of reasons but like it's the same reason that steinhardt can copy vintage rolex and all that other stuff it's like the these things aren't intellectual property yeah so like that dial design is or isn't i mean i don't think it was patented it was designed but there's not an ip protection around it so i i I mean i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how all of this kind of unfolds but you know one of the complaints that some of our our friends in the rubber group have had is that the new doxa's the the sub three hundreds that came out, not the three hundred T, but the sub three hundreds, all have the same color fish on the crown. They're all orange fish on the crown. Mm-hmm. So if you get one that has that is either a professional, a Caribbean, a shark hunter, or a sea rambler, it works. If you get a diving star or an aqua an aquamarine, it doesn't, but it has that orange fish on it. So you're not going to tell me that if if they're not changing the color of that fish on the crown to match the dial the right way. My guess, if they didn't have this ready to go, they're just doing a, a redial for whatever the sub 300 is. like that in my head, that's where docs is at. Like they want to get, they want to get a, they, it's a re, it's a knee jerk reaction. They're getting it out. It's going to be in that same sub 300 case. It's going to be this dial. They're going to brand it the, the sub 300 military or the sub 300 army. And that's what's going to be. Like this is not a completely new watch. This is a new dial in an existing watch, which in fairness is exactly what the original was in the seventies. This is a PVD version of a sub 300 with a different dial. So there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that, but that's going to be my guess is this is, this is just a dial dial and maybe a handset. This is not a new case. This is not anything. This is, that's where it is.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, people grilled them on that Instagram post, if you read the comments, on the handset. Just absolutely grilled them on it. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, they know it works, but I mean, it's a different regime now. But I mean, I just, I just cannot foresee them putting out this watch in a typical sub 300, 300T case when it didn't originally come in one. It like did, it was though. different. It's, it's not that much different. No, though. I mean... Uh, you're right it's not that much different but it, there is like a slight bit of difference when it comes to like how the crown is recessed so i mean it's i don't know if the crown's different or the case is just slightly trimmed down on that right hand side but it, it definitely came in a different style of I think case crown size
1: i think the crown was smaller
0: uh, yeah not i, I don't know hard. i mean regardless when you look at the vintage militaries and you look at the vintage subs there 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 is a slight difference in those those watches and how the case looks on them so i mean i I don't know. I think it'd be a travesty if they put it out in the regular sub 300 case and that would totally put me off of the watch, but we'll have to see. I mean, obviously Rick has production methods to get this case and the style. And I'm sure DOXA has the same, I'm sure they're already onto the same manufacturer too. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting
2: to see regardless. Yeah. Very much a developing story here
1: oh for sure i and i feel like it will come to it'll come to fruition here sooner rather than later but at the Mm. same point i still feel like we're probably a month away it's like this stuff doesn't happen that quickly i could be wrong but i feel like it'll be it'll easily be mid-april before we know what this docs is going to look like
0: yeah absolutely um okay but what's your guys's hot take here what's the limited edition going to be and what's the price of the doxa version because you know they're going to make it limited and almost probably double the price
2: yeah definitely double the price i don't have a take for the size of the edition
1: mm-hmm. so they're, uh, clearly they're going to call it the doxa army because that was the original right that's the name yep
0: mm-hmm. yep
1: yep so I think, and this will this will be interesting. But I think they'll put the cost movement in it, so they can theoretically charge even more. Uh-huh. It's going to be an LE, like you said. I think they'll do more than Rick did. So I think they'll do five hundred of each. Maybe they'll do a PVD, maybe they won't. But if they do, it'll be five hundred of each. If they're smart, if they're smart. At least. Maybe they won't do it. I can't mm. imagine they don't do it. They got to do this limited. That dial, it's not for me. Yeah. So like...
0: three is their general limited edition number. That's it, what, is,
1: the, the it is. It is. You got to remember, they came out with the sub 300 that's unlimited now. So... Yeah. So I think it'll be at 500. If they do a PVD, it'll be at another 500. So total of a 1,000. It'll come on a bracelet... And it'll have the cost movement in it. And I'm thinking, so the regular one is what, 2450? The regular sub 300 cost is 2450? Yeah. Yeah. It, 2750, which is near 3X the Synchron. Yeah. ooh I Ugh. It'll I don't' come know. on a bracelet, so you'll get it on the bracelet. Maybe they'll do the bracelet that was like on the original, which I don't really know what it was. The pictures that I've seen have like that, like I said, that cuff with the holes in it. I could be wrong. Maybe it was but that that to me is what they will do, or maybe it'll come on both. maybe that maybe it'll be a it's still not gonna be a value proposition compared to the other one, but it'll be cost. It'll have a bracelet. They'll make five hundred at least.'ll it be twenty seven fifty
2: That is. Yeah, in that case, Rick should reload with another <laughs> he should be making a whole bunch more because it's such a no- such a no-brainer to go with the one that's a grand that is this really funky piece. Like you may like it. It may be cool, but there is nothing in the nature of that watch to suggest any sort of harmoniousness. I mean, it's, it's a statement piece. That's not an everyday sort of thing. And I just don't understand why you would
1: not go with the one that's a thousand (laughs) dollars. I'll be very curious to see what the hands look like, but here's my, Mm. here's my scorching hot take there'll be an orange fish on the dial. Ugh. No, not on the dial. Sorry. Orange fish on the crown.
2: On the crown. Orange fish
1: on the crown. They're not even going to use a different crown as on the sub-300. It's going to be the same.
2: The funny thing is, like, I ugged because I knew what you were saying even though you didn't, like...
1: Even though I didn't say it right because I'm on my second Manhattan? My man. (laughs) There will hmm. there'll be an orange fish on the crown. It'll be the same crown. It'll be the same case. Which I mean, I guess if if you think about it this way, you're paying three hundred bucks for a re for a limited edition dial.
0: Yeah, I mean, Doxa fans are some of the best fans when it comes to brand loyalty. So I mean, they'll, people will buy this watch. Regardless hold on, hold on. What they do? You've seen uh-huh. the comments. Maybe they won't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah. Uh, some of them will not the the true and through the true hardcore some will will not not some will
1: some will you're right yes some who don't know the history some who are johnny come lately to the brand which honestly would be a good number of us anyway some will some won't but like yeah you're not wrong hey they're still gonna sell out (laughs) yeah they will it may just it may just be like four days instead of two
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: Well. That was that was quite a doxa dust up, a doxa dialogue, doxa decisions. Alliteration's always awesome, everyone. That
1: doxa come. diatribe. Ooh. Ooh. I, like, I like chills. Chills. <laughs> well, I think that's that's probably enough because honestly, we should have had some other folks from the red bar chat on to talk about this because they know way more than we do. Even though Spangler owns uh, an aqualung, dong lung, <laughs> that's aqua <awkward>, dong. One hundred percent. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for that, bro. He was just on another podcast. He was. Now other people know what he looks like too.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the secret's out. That was something that I kind of thought was special, you know, but that just just we knew knew his secret. We're
1: not
0: special <laughs> anymore. No, we're we're special. We were his first. Well, that is
1: be true. That is true. We were his first, just like we were Case and Crowns first. You know, yeah. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> I I haven't got anything else. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I'm all good. All right. We'll catch yeah. you all next time. Sixty one's coming up. Sixty one's coming up. We made it to sixty. See ya.
2: and Watches Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast Also, visit our website at zeitzwatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I Tea,